This podcast is part of the SJ Network. Go to s-j-network.com for more great podcasts and for contact information on publicist Steve Joyner. Why is the shipper trying to make himself look taller? Well, today's guest, Will Wilson, is a pretty big guy. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Absolutely. Let's call housekeeping and ask them to bring out the Sherpa booster seat. Maybe this time, we'll tell them not to bring out the Sherpa sippy cup. Attention rebels of the Sherpolution. Today's podcast is being brought to you by Audible. You can get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com Sherpa. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And now Mr. Bruce will lead you into the Sherpa Chalet. As a reminder, the ski lift on the right is only to be used for hanging the Sherpa's laundry. Coming to you from Sherpa Chalet in beautiful downtown Mount Podcastia, it's time for entertainment interviews in the Sherpa screening room. Grab an aisle seat and a bucket of popcorn, but don't crunch too loud or you'll miss the show. Now, here's your host, Jim, the podcast Sherpa. Hello there, Rebels. It's me, Jim, the podcast Sherpa, and welcome to the first episode of the Sherpa Screening Room for Season 6. We're here. We made it back. Yay! I have a really interesting interview this week. This guy's name is Will Wilson, and you might not know him, well, unless he's your neighbor or something like that, from the entertainment field, but he's relatively new to it, and he definitely has an interesting approach to the roles that he takes, and if you see his picture, he's definitely got something that may make you think one way, get a certain kind of impression of him, but you'd be wrong. He's definitely an actor who wants to play all sorts of roles, take all sorts of different approaches. And we had a really interesting chat and he talked a lot about the movies that he's been working on. There are a lot of things that he's done that will be coming out soon. So we'll have to keep an eye out for that. And super nice guy, big man. We liked him. He was talking to me from a room in his brand new house. So if there's a little bit of an echo, that's probably why it's probably not fully furnished yet. But I'm sure once those royalty checks from the movies that he's made start rolling in, he will have a lovely home. So let's have a listen to my chat with actor Will Wilson. Hello there, Rebels. We are here for another episode of the Sherpa Screening Room. And I've got a very large gentleman waiting to speak to me on the other end there. He is pretty new to the movie scene, but he's got a lot of projects going on, and we're going to get to know him for a little bit. Really interesting guy. We were chatting for a little bit before we started recording. His name is Mr. Will Wilson. He is talking to us from his brand new house. <laughs> this is your first podcast interview in the in the new room, Will. Is that how it works? Yeah, that's how it goes. That's what it is today. <laughs> so... You've really just started in the movie business uh, just within like the last few years. Is that correct? Yeah, about four years now. Yeah, I took uh, as much time as I could taking classes uh, at the Actor Factory out of uh, Norman, Oklahoma, and wherever else I could pick him up. And uh, started uh, looking for an agent and trying to get some bookings and caught both of them. And for a while there, I was getting a really good run of auditioning and getting work you know so i was pretty happy that motivated me helped me uh 
focus my endeavors, I guess, a little bit more sharply. In this business, you got to stay tied in uh, to learn. So I try to stay tied in as I possibly can. Uh, there's a lot of really great writers. There's a lot of talent in Oklahoma. A lot of really great writers, a lot of really great producers, directors. We have great acting talent, great crew talent. Uh, and we have a, so far, every set I've been on, the camaraderie, the, the family feel has been there every time. I mean, each, each little set has its own little set family and, uh, it has its own oaky way too. You know, it's like oaky wood is, you know, starting to uh, come into its own. It's interesting to see how everybody works together and the, the, the dynamics that surround that and how that propels other projects and other creative uh, direction because just sitting down with different people on set discussing certain uh, plot lines, character arcs, and genres, you know, of projects that people are working on, thinking about working on, whatever. It's just seeing all this, being surrounded by all this creativity is really inspiring. So it just kept me moving, kept me moving, kept me moving, kept me moving. Uh, always uh, trying to make contact, you know, somebody out there and, just find something fun to do, you know, uh, find a role that uh, you can just slip into like a glove and just carry it with you wherever you go. It'd be nice to be able to get to that point. We'll see. Well, you stated before our interview that you were actually a tractor trailer driver and you drove all around the country. Oh, I did all kinds of things before I got into acting. That was just when I was younger. I just wanted to make sure I got my kids to a point in their lives where they've got a good direction of their own. They're growing up. And so they're 18 and 17 now. That was my last set of kids. I've got four. So I was able to uh, put a little focus into that and actually pick up something and do something that I wanted to do my whole life. So I used to, when I watched movies as a kid, I didn't watch them purely for the entertainment value. I, I watched them and, and and would wonder why an actor delivered a line a certain way, you know, what motivated him. I look at the backdrop or, you know, uh, I listen to the sound, the soundtrack and I'm like, you know, how does, how do they put that together? <laughs> that's, that's the stuff I was thinking about. Were there any particular actors that inspired you to want to become an actor? Well, you look at somebody as chameleon-like as uh, Gary Oldman and you just kind of admire you know, what he brings to the table. Then you see somebody that's such a, I guess, visceral, deep study like uh, Anthony Hopkins. You know, it's just fun to watch these guys work. Just uh, another one, Gene Hackman, you know, Robert Duvall. I love watching these guys work. Tommy Lee Jones, you know, uh, Clint Eastwood in any movie. Just It's just his delivery of the way he did things. Yeah, all of them, man. Charlie Bronson, you know. And talking about playing different roles, I've noticed that all of the roles that you've played in each movie definitely differ from movie to movie. Well, that's what I, something I'm really uh, working hard at trying to maintain and create is uh, to present that I'm I don't I don't want to be typecast. I have range, you know. Like there's layers to this guy, and with each character I'm faced with, I can. That's another advantage I have getting involved this late in life, you know. I can, I've got a, a rich tapestry to pull from, draw inspiration from, and 
and uh, bring things alive. So <clears throat> finding that truth is not such a hard search sometimes, but it's fulfilling to see it come out. I like, I like that part. And you made your movie debut in a movie called 40 Ounces to Freedom, and you played an agent. 40 Ounces to Freedom. Yes, a Ryan Green film. <laughs> yeah, I played, uh, yeah, I played Section Chief DEA Agent Walker. And uh, it was an interesting uh, experience. It was my first uh, speaking role, I believe. Before that, I, I did Low Cars Principal, and I was an extra in it. And Jake, Jake Richardson, the director of that, said, hey, I got some lines I want you to I want to shoot you for, and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, let's make it happen. And, you know, Jake's busy. So <laughs> it'll happen when it happens. But uh, Ryan just... Uh, that was his college film, and he put the final touches on it, you know, after college. And my character, the character I played, was recast. They, he had already done his shooting, but he wanted to reshoot this guy's scenes with a different actor and a different delivery. So I went in, <laughs> I drove, I don't know, north of Tulsa. I drove from Owasso to the Theater of the Arts, OU campus, I believe, or OCC campus or something like that. Did my audition, and it was so funny because <laughs> when, when he explained the scene to me, he didn't really give me a lot of direction as far as scenes. Just read this, tell me what you get out of it, and just act it out how you see it. See if it's. So I stood there for like a couple, three minutes, which isn't long at all, and I'm like, what the hell? And there was another sound studio, like, two sections away, so, you know, we're not, we couldn't really hear them unless they made a lot of noise, right? And so I'm back in this back wing of the soundstage doing a audition with him and his director of photography, no, a cinematographer. I do the scene, and even before I got, like, I don't know, a quarter of the way into it, they were just rolling. They couldn't, they couldn't stop laughing. They having such a good time. And uh, I stayed professional, just stayed in character, and just kept rolling with it. And by the end of it, he's just like, yeah, dude, just come back. I'm going to shoot you a date. Come back. We're going to shoot your scene. And the girlfriend there is like, holy. He just, he talked, he chatted me up pretty good about that. So it was fun. When you get a chance to act and, 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 and have fun doing it. It's well worth it. You know, it doesn't seem like work. Yeah, it's fun. Oh, absolutely. And some people may have actually seen you on TV when you were on The Price of Fame and you played Walter Hill in the Eddie Murphy episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, Reels Channel, Price of Fame, episode number 309, The Eddie Murphy Story. Yeah, I played uh, Walter Hill, uh, the director of 48 Hours with... Eddie Murphy and Nick Nolte. We shot somewhere in Texas, I believe. I, can't, I don't really remember. But somewhere in Texas that we shot. Hey, it's a big state. What can you do, Will? Yeah, yeah. Somewhere down there. Will, I know that you said you were very excited about talking about the movie Out of Exile. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, my God. Have you ever seen The Departed? 
Yes, I've seen that. That's a really great movie. Yeah, you see uh, Out of the Furnace with Christian Bale and Woody Harrelson. No, that I haven't seen. Well, it's shot in that vein and ultra low budget. I mean, shot for pennies and all of the talent, all of us, <laughs> when we read the script, because Kyle had been working on the script for a while now. It's, it's, you know, I think it was on its fifth or sixth rewrite by the time it, we started filming. And I caught it in its third rewrite. Kyle wrote this phenomenal script and took it to L.A. and some writers looked at it and gave us some suggestions. And he's been, he dedicated a lot of, a lot of time and energy in that. And uh, he brought it to life. We all, we all uh, walked on. It was a passion project for all of us. Got Peter Green to come in, Ryan Merriman, uh, Kerry Cox, uh, Marcus Cox, one of the producers. Uh, we just had a blast. It was, uh, everybody brought it all day, every day. And there were a lot of uh, high energy tent scenes in there. And um, everybody just brought their air game. It was, it was phenomenal to watch. The discussions behind, you know, on set, you know, back away before we hit the scene about how we're going to develop the scene and just the depth of the nuance that we were putting into our thought process. It was fun. It was a blast. And what part do you play in that movie? My character's name is Pike Orloff. And, uh, he is the uh, right-hand man of uh, Peter Green's character, Whitman Raider. Whitman Raider is his character's name. And uh, boy, Peter just, he killed it. And we had a lot of, we had a lot of fun shooting those scenes together. But uh, he's a right-hand man. He's the heavy, he doesn't talk a lot. He does all the heavy work, heavy lifting. He doesn't mind getting his hands dirty. He really doesn't give a crap about anybody except for his unit. Anybody trying to mess with his unit, just, well, he ain't got time for it. He'd rather kill you than look at you. He wasted his time. Does it benefit him and his crew? Then it's a, a, a liability and needs to be dealt with. You also have another movie coming out, but it's not in theaters yet, and it's called All Terrain. Could you tell us a little bit about that? You said it's more like a sci-fi movie. Yeah, it was a, it's a, it's a sci-fi action flick, and um, it's shot in uh, VR 360 uh, panoramic view, and it's awesome. Uh, you can see everything. Everything. It's, it's the way you navigate this movie. is amazing. Ross Otterman had this amazing idea to shoot a movie in VR 360. And the amount of data involved in it is colossal. So he wanted to get it, uh, you know, see if the Asian, you know, testing the Asian market, see where it was going to go. And then COVID hit. So it's on the back burner now for another 18 months. Hopefully post-production, um, uh, they're able to make their dreams come true. We'll see. And you're also in another movie called Second Chances where you're playing a completely different part and you get to play the female lead's dad. Yeah, that's, I got really lucky with that. Uh, um, fortunate enough to work with uh, one of the producers on a movie you just mentioned, Second Chances, uh, written by Ricky Walker, directed by Ricky Walker. Um, I think he's producing it too. And Cassie Gann's one of the producers. Gave me the opportunity to play myself. Her and I met on set of Out of Exile, and and she's like, she, she when she read the script, she said she immediately thought of me, and she suggested me and Ricky. You know, reached out, and so her and Ricky reached out, and here we are. I get to play because it really does fall in my vein. I'm 
I'm a biker. I'm big and I'm rough looking, you know, but you know, I'm a hippie at heart. You know, I like to just chill, do my thing and, you know, help my fellow man as much as I can and, you know, just have a good time. So it just fell right in sync. She's like, oh, my God, I read this. and It, it was you. I'm like, well, heck, send it. And she did. And I read it. And I'm like, yep, that's me. Thanks, man. So it's all right. Are there any kind of roles that you're looking forward to getting in the future now that your movie career is starting to take off? <laughs> I'd, I'd like to play uh, the Mad King on Game of Thrones. They're doing that prequel now, but I'm sure that he's cast already. You know, I'd like to just do something dramatic and dynamic or, you know, play Odin, you know, Thor's father, or, you know, play Moses or, you know, Ezekiel or Isaiah or some stuff like that. Just somebody that creates his own atmosphere, you know, I'd like to have the opportunity to play somebody that I can create that atmosphere, that character. And, uh, yeah, just bring it, you know. Also, I just, I, I don't know, all of them, everything that would possibly even remotely suit me. Uh, you know, the, I could play the lawyer, the, you know, the general, the colonel, you know, whatever. Uh, you know, Joint Chiefs of Staff, you know, whatever. FBI agent, you know, senior agent, whatever. Director, lawyer, doctor, you know, dad, stepdad, tough guy, nice guy. Hey, there's nothing wrong with mixing it up and keeping people guessing as to what your next role is going to be, right? Yeah. You know, I like to stay in shape and do some action stuff. You're going to see on Out of Exile, there's, there's some really good, oh my gosh, there's some good shots. There's You're going to be impressed with uh, what Kyle and everybody involved was able to bring to this at, at the at the the price that we worked from. It's just, it blows my mind. I can't wait to see what he does with the bigger budget. He gets a bigger budget, man. This dude's, he's like a, oh my God. He's like a gunslinger, but he's, he knows his craft. You know, he's like nothing out there. He knows what directions he wants to go. And he puts his nuances to it. He brings the moment. He brings the moment to the moment. It's, it's, it's neat watching that happen. I, watched, I love watching him develop that in our scenes. It was fun. Kyle Quika Harris. Don't forget that name, ladies and gentlemen. Kyle Quika Harris. He is a writer, director, producer. Adam Hampton as well. You know, Wilson Navas, Kyle Jacob Henry, Ryan Merriman, uh, Mark Adam Goff. There's all kinds of great talent. Uh, Josiah Overstreet, you know, Kerry Cox. I'm forgetting so many great people right now it's just amazing it was a family on that set you know one of the producers you know kelly gann marcus cox yeah just great talent uh, it was a blessing work with those guys man they're a bunch of badasses it was awesome so will are there any other projects that you're doing that we should keep an eye open for yeah so there's a couple other projects in the, in the works that uh, i can't talk about yet because even i'm not sure that they're going to be calling my number but uh uh, I've got a couple of short films, Bandits, shot by Matt Lott London, uh, written by Matt Lott London. Matt Lott London. You can find it on YouTube. And uh, it's a really cute little short film. He's presenting to uh, um, some film festivals to try and get back into get a full uh, 
full-blown movie going, feature film going out of it. And Invictus, a short poem that uh, these just ambitious young director and producer put together, Bryce and Dave, they had this phenomenal idea of putting the the Invictus poem together with a visual portrait. And uh, they used me as the centerpiece, and it was fun. It'll be interesting. I can't wait to see what comes out of it. So I know that if folks want to know more about some of the roles that you've had, they're just going to have to wait a little while till you come out with your updated IMDb page. Yeah, so I've got I've got some work to do. I got I got a lot of stuff to put on in the side on me right now. So I need that updated. I'm working on it. Um, I want to leave you with this, if I could, Jim. Uh, I want to. Uh, Encourage anybody to listen if you ever hear, you know, or get take have the time to look up Operation Underground Railroad and the work that they do uh, to stop human trafficking worldwide. Uh, I encourage people to do so. Um, they're doing a service for humanity, and uh, I want to uh, let as many people know as I can that uh, they need help. They'll take volunteers, and you know, obviously they'll take funding, but. Uh, just look them up. Don't take my word for it. Do your own research. They do good work. And that's some pretty powerful stuff to be leaving us with, Will. I'd like to thank you so much for coming on down to the Sherpa Screening Room and spending a little time with us. And we will be keeping an eye out for some of those upcoming projects. And I want to say all the best of luck to you, sir. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. You take care, Jim. Had a good time, brother. We're on that internet thingy at SherpaLution.com. Thank you so much for listening to the Sherpa Screening Room. And thank you so much to Mr. Will Wilson. Had a lot of fun speaking with you, my friend. We will be keeping an eye out for your upcoming projects. I'm sure whatever you do, whatever role you play, you're going to be a great guy. So if you like this show, you know what? How about a nice review on Apple Podcasts or maybe Stitcher.com or iHeartRadio? Throw in a good word about the Sharp Pollution. Encourage people to listen. You know, when you have these shows, you can share them online and encourage people to listen. Say, I listened to this idiot. Check this show out. You're going to love it. Or, you know, something like that. Anyway, you know, I don't know if you guys may have missed it, but through January and February... Me and Uncle Bruce, that's Mr. Bruce to most of you, we did a little mini podcast, five episodes called Too Many 80s Songs, and it's a tribute to the 80s music that we both love so much, and Mr. Bruce had a background in Australian radio in the 80s, and he was a club DJ, and I just loved listening to this stuff and did a little DJing in the late 80s as well. Check out the show. It's just a lot of off-the-cuff conversation, a little trivia, a little silliness, and lots of music. And you can catch the links to the playlists for those songs, which, by the way, are exclusively on Spotify, on my social media pages. If you need them, contact me. I can send it to you just in case you miss one. We had a lot of fun. And like I said, if you're a big fan of 80s music, this is a podcast you might want to check out and maybe you know have some good memories. Or maybe if you're just getting into... I guess people are calling it the oldies now because it's so long ago. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't think of them as oldies. They're just the music of my youth. But check them out. Spotify exclusive. Too many 80s songs. It's right in the Too Many Podcasts library. So you don't have to go looking for anything else. And we hope you enjoy it. 
and Mr. Bruce because of all your hard work on that five-part podcast. Oh, we better tell. By the way, if you like these songs, let me know because we would like to hear some of your 80s requests and dedications. Message me on social media or email me at jimthepodcastsherpa at gmail.com. Tell me what songs you'd like to hear or if you want to do a special dedication. As long as it's a cool, clean dedication, you know, no cursing, nothing political. If we have enough of them, we are going to come back and do a requests and dedication show. I don't think it's ever been done before. If it has, well, we're doing it this time. It's our turn. <laughs> okay, I feel better now. Anyway, Mr. Bruce, have a seat. I will show everybody to the door. I will draw the curtain. I will clean up the popcorn. And we will see you next Wednesday on your favorite podcast app. Or if you're listening, Sherpolution.com. See you then, Rebels. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Sherpa Screening Room. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast. I'm Mr. Bruce, and this has been a Sherpa Loose Studios production. Viva la Sherpa Lution.